Couldn't quite get it out to Tierney, but he does get it down to Scott. Pulls it back. Just as Crystal Palace having a great spell in the game. Kind of sack up. Look at the togetherness in that Arsenal team. The Gunners open up. Doing the business still for his side. His side doing the business and winning this match by four goals to one. Yes, they did win that goal four go- four they did win that game four goals to one did the Gunners. You're listening to the Overnight Crowd on SEN your home of sport. Paul Sebastiani here with you and we're about to be joined by a man over in London, Lee Judges from Arsenal Fan TV, Lee Judges TV. Check it out on YouTube, check it out on Instagram, Twitter. Be sure to follow it on all the socials, Gunners fans and Premier League fans as well, if you want to want to give us all some, some banter. But uh, he joins us on the line now. Arsenal, eight points atop of the Premier League table. Lee, uh, it's a good morning to you here. Good afternoon to you over there in England town, mate. Good morning, good afternoon. Uh, well, I was just listening to that clip and uh, I've got a big grin on my face as we're talking now. Like, you know, so eight points clear. Will you, can you believe that? We're into, uh, well, the next time we play is in April yeah. and we're eight points clear in the Premier League. Well, uh, you know, yeah, you, unbelievable. You, you say, can we believe it? But I, I think the thing is, is that we all now are starting to believe it because the sample size is big enough to suggest that, yep, this team can go all the way. Yeah, exactly that. You know, I think that what we've done in the last two games, Premier League games, that is, is prove that we've got um, got what it takes. Because I think at the end of the day, Fulham away, Crystal Palace at home, they're no gimmies. No. And we've just breezed past them. Mm-hmm. Breezed past them. And that, uh, at playing a style of football where you would think that maybe the pressure is on a little bit now and they may just stutter a little bit. Far from it far from it. It's been two of the most comprehensive performances of the season, if I'll be honest. And when you're going into the the business end of the title run and, um, and the business end of the season and you're producing football like that, well, yeah, let's, let's get excited because I think that we're in with a very, very good chance. Mm-hmm. No, it's exactly right. And I think the players as well know the they know what is about to entail, I think, in the back end of, of this season. And as we dub it, the, the running through through April and through to May as well. But I think one thing that, and you and I were chatting about this on the Crystal Palace Arsenal review that we did, uh, the, the pressure on the players and the pressure on the club to perform. And you either wilt, you either sink or you swim in these moments. And I think one thing that I've taken from this Arsenal team, and I don't know if you share this sentiment too, uh, is that as the pressure continues to build on this team, they actually get better. That's what I'm seeing. I don't know if you see that, but but that's that's the analysis I've taken out of it. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. You know, because I, I, there, there has been pressure. There's no two ways about it. If you think about going back to the game against Fulham, um, Manchester City whip, beat Crystal Palace 1-0 the day, game before. And then leading up to this game over at Crystal Palace, they've won 7-0, 6-0. So you're looking at it and you're thinking, wow, City are back, they're putting on the pressure, they're putting on the squeeze. What we've done is just said, well, okay, you can put as much pressure as you like, we're not going to fold. I think that's the attitude that they're saying. Love the interview with Saka the other day on Match of Day, which is BBC over here, when he turned around and said, I don't know if you've got that clip, where he turns around and says, we fear no one. 
Yep. Um, when you've got your players saying that, how can you not fear it with games mm. of grounds when your players are confident um, that, they, that they're going to win games? Um, there's no um, negativity around the, around the team. And uh, I just think it's, it's a breath of fresh air. These youngsters, I think they've got no fear, Paolo. I think that's yep. a great thing that you have. You know when you're younger... You don't know what's yeah. coming and whatever. So they just don't seem to have no fear at this moment in time. So um, I, I'm just so impressed with, with every, each and every one of them. You know, Saka gets better and better as he plays. Martinelli's been unbelievable. And the, and the biggest thing and the biggest praise that I can give this team and the manager is we lose to Man City six games on the, on the spin since then we've won. Mm-hmm. There's been no feeling sorry for ourselves, whatever. We've got right back on the on the horse, as they say, and we're riding towards the title, mate. We're riding towards it. Yep. No, it's exactly right. And and I think the one thing that you mentioned there as well is is what Bukayo Saka said. Such a young footballer and what he's achieving this season, I think, is, is nothing short of of amazing. I, I think we, we all saw his potential over the last maybe two seasons coming into this new Premier League season, but he's just taken it to another level. And I think you made an interesting point there as well, is that because they are so young, they just go out there to play, don't they? And you, you do need to supplement that with experience. And I think Arsenal has done that this season yeah. with the likes of Xhaka, with the likes of, uh, there's a couple going through there now with Jorginho and Party. But I do think it's those young fellas who are just playing with the freedom to go out there and say, we're just here to play a game of football and what's there to be scared of? There's nothing to fear. We know we're good enough and we'll go out there and do the job. Exactly that. And, and you know, and when they foul, which we, which they're going to at some stages yes. of the season, it's how they react after that. You know, you look at Martinelli, fouled with, with the penalty the other day. Mm-hmm. Look at his performance just on, on, on the weekend. was was incredible for a 21-year-old kid. And, and I, they are kids. 21 is still a kid in, in my book. Like, you know, not only that, coming from, a, you know, across the, the different side of the world, yeah. you know, and setting down and play and doing what he's doing. It's, it's remarkable, really, when you think about it. And, and that is the thing, you know, like they, they have these setbacks. Sacker had the setback with England in the, in the Euros when he missed the penalty. Mm-hmm. What, what, what a response since then. And they seem to have that. Like, and I think one of the greatest things and the, the, the very clever thing that the board have done, Edu... And, and Mikel is they brought in a, a little sprinkling, not all over, all over the place, but of, of winners that have won the Premier League, like Jesus, like um, Shinchenko. Just a few of them, you know. Parties won, of course, the Premier League. So has uh, Jorginho. They've, they've won trophies. Just a little sprinkling of, of, of but not so they can take over the dressing room yep. and this is how it is. But just give the players that haven't won it a little bit of experience along with the manager. Yep. The manager's obviously not won, won it as a manager, but he's won it as a coach. And I think that's key, very, very key, that you've got players in there that know how to win it, know what, to, what happens if you get a bad performance or mm-hmm. a bad result how to deal with it afterwards. And I think that's all the things that have been really, really good about Arsenal this season. Yeah, no, fantastic points there. And you just mentioned the manager, Mikel Arteta. Let, let's get on to him because we, we've sung his praises throughout this season and, and rightfully so because there, there was pressure coming onto him in, in this season. You know, he, he had obviously gradually improved from a ladder perspective, from a table perspective, eighth to fifth. But the goal last season to, to miss out on the top four could have flattened them. And and could have you know it, it could have it could have ruined the soul of a lot of these younger players. But Mikel Arteta has banded them together, got them going. And 
one question I want to ask you, Lee, and and this is one that really intrigued me the other day. Now we have we've got an English lad here. Uh, he goes by the name of Pommy in Oz. His name's Dan Williams, and he's a mad. Manchester United man and he was always adamant that Mikel Arteta was actually going to be the man for Arsenal and people are saying that oh you know he's, he's Pep Guardiola's assistant he's Pep Guardiola's assi-. is he really Pep Guardiola's assistant Lee I, I actually don't think he is I actually think Pep learnt a few things off Mikel and he's always said that in press conferences too 100% I think that you know listen it didn't go well for uh, Mikel when he first came in there and I mm-hmm. think like you know a lot of fans were against it mainly because he was inexperienced and of they course. felt you know, that, and I, I speak for myself on this when I say that you know I felt that Arsenal deserved the more uh, as a fan and, and the money that we spend yep. we deserved the more experienced manager wrong you know what I mean like they've gone and, and, and done it well what I, I think that Mikel has learned a, a bit off of um Pep, I think he's learned all the good things off of Pep. I think he's learned all the good things off of Arsene Wenger, mm-hmm. David Moyes as well. I think that you know you have to say three managers that have got a lot of credibility. Yes. But also what I think he's learned is that the mistakes that they've made. Uh, some things that, that, that you know Arsene Wenger made mistakes. Pep's probably made mistakes as well. Uh, and David Moyes, and he's and he's eradicated them and just kept kept with it with what he's doing and I think that's a great thing that he's moulded himself into a a fantastic coach at this moment in time I love the way that he um, that he manages the players also like you know when you look at Arsene Wenger I think Arsene Wenger um, give the players too much um, respect too much loyalty towards the back end um, towards the back end yeah Uh, and that's when Arteta was there you know Arteta seen that and thought you know what I'm not having that you know what I mean? Like, you've you got to do it now and you've got to do it when I say. And I think that's a real key. And I think that when you look at these players now, and I think from last season, yes, they did foul and didn't get the top four. Mm-hmm. I believe the manager said, look, you've still got another chance. I believe in you. But there will be a time when he says, if you can't get over that line, I'm not going to believe in you. Yep. You know, because he's got that ruthless streak. And so these players are now have got that in their... In, in their armory now, or you know, and, and I think Aaron Ramsdale's been one that said about it, saying, "Oh, we're we're looking on last last season, and we're looking to make up for that." Well, listen, if they can miss out on the top four and make up that by winning the Premier League, <laughs> wow, what what a job, what what a job! And I just think that that's what he's done. I think that you know, listen, you know, people uh, people uh, are quick to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, you you wanted uh, Arteta out, or, you know, everybody wanted Arteta out. Football changes so so quickly. Yep. The same people are saying, Oh look, you want want um you want uh Arteta out well the same one saying uh they wanted Granite Shacker out and now they're all singing his name. Yeah. You know, football yeah. is about changing opinions, you know what I mean? Now I remember that stadium at Crystal Palace. I oh. think it's a, a poignant poignant thing you know, when it comes around to Granite Shacker because mm. that, that obviously that incident with the shirt and everything happened against Crystal Palace. He got injured against Crystal Palace. That man got a little bit of a knock, and he walked off. The whole ground was singing Granite, the Granite Shacker song. He come on, and, he, and, he, and in the second half, scores a goal. You know, so football can change. It can change for for, for good reasons, as it, as it has with us. It can also change on a bad way, as it has for Spurs. So, you know, you, you, you've got a right to change your opinion. Like, you know, you had so to get, get that, you in. Had to get that get one that in there, didn't you? I had to, like, you know. But, uh, you know, you think about it, and, and this is really our, our, our fine lines football is, Paolo, and I'll tell you this now, because 
Tottenham Hotspur, right, are one point better better off last season than they were this season. Mm-hmm. One point. And they're in meltdown. Mm. And the reason that is, is because Arsenal have gone so far ahead. Correct. And that is one of the reasons, like, you know, um, when a lot of our fans are a little bit uh, edgy and whatever, because Tottenham were above us and doing better than us, like, you know. But if you can wash away the, uh, the, the, the cloud in your eyes and, and really focus on it, mm-hmm. don't concentrate on anybody else. Just concentrate, concentrate on yourself. Yep. You'd be better off. But the football fan can't do that. You know, that's, that's <laughs> that. But managers and coaches can, you know what I mean? And that's what it is. But listen, we're in a far, far, you know, 20 points clear of, of, of Tottenham. I think we're 20 odd points better off than what we was this time last season. And we, we felt we was having a good season last season. It's incredible turnaround, an absolutely incredible turnaround. I'll tell you what, St. Totteringham's Day would be a lovely accomplishment this season if, it also, if it's also accompanied by a Premier League parade around <laughs> North London too. I think that'd be fantastic. Uh, well, to well, uh, realistically, it's coming in April, but realistically, <laughs> it, it's because... Uh, uh, it's only because like the season's a little bit later this this year around, exactly. you know. Uh, otherwise, it would have been in March. You know, what I mean, like, can you believe that? Like, you know, something that come come early, like you know. Uh, exactly, but exactly. Incredible, like you know, it's incredible. But we've got a, we've got nine nine. I, I look at it, as, and I'll be really honest with you, when people say we've got ten cup, we've got nine cup finals because we exactly. we can afford we can afford one uh, slip up, but. Yeah. Nine nine wins. We've got to, we've got to register ourselves now. Nine wins. We've got to navigate nine wins with some difficult games. Some very very difficult games yes. in in there. I, I have to say, did, did a show yesterday and um, I looked at. We was looking at their their running and our running. They have got a much on paper. They've got a much easier running, but obviously um, it's not played on paper. And there's no easy games in the Premiership. Exactly. 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 Now, how were you, just before, we, I wanted to get onto another topic as well, but just before I do, how, how are you seeing that sort of four-game patch? Because it's it's City away, it's Liverpool away, it's Newcastle away, and Chelsea at home. Do you, and, and I think in previous seasons, we would have looked at that patch and thought, oh, God, here we go, here we go. But I actually think everybody is looking at this. I, I just think it's a great opportunity. I, I think it's perfect because they know they have to be on their game heading into these matches. I, I think it's I think it's the perfect running for Arsenal for this Premier League race because you know you have to be switched on against these teams. 100%. And, 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 and another thing which is a real key point in this, in my opinion, is that you're playing teams like Liverpool, mm-hmm. Manchester City, Newcastle, Chelsea, that will not stick 10 men behind the ball. Exactly. They will come out. They will give you opportunities. Now, you've got to take those opportunities. That's when you've got to defend well. I'd rather play teams that are going to come at us than teams that are going to sit back and, you know, be like, you know, very, very difficult to break down. And, you know, and when you do break them down, then, then the game changes. But it's, they're very, very difficult to play against. I think that if you look at the game against Newcastle, I feel that when, you know, people go, oh, it's going to be a tough game. Yes, it will be. They won't play like they did when they come to the Emirates. They mm. put 10 men behind the ball that day and defended and defended very, very well. But they won't be able to do that home because their fans won't accept that. Like, mm-hmm. you know? And they're go- one great thing for them is that they're going for Champions League football. So yep. they're not going to sit back. A point may not be good enough for them. Yep. Liverpool, a point, whatever way it's going to be, is not going to be good enough for them. Liverpool won't, won't come and sit, sit in against Arsenal anyway. So that gives us opportunities. Chelsea have got, you know, to get their act together as well. So they've got to come and, and open up as well. So I do think they're all difficult games. 
uh, very, very difficult games. But I do think that they may play into our hands. And we may look back on this and go, do you know what? The difficult games were Brighton, Brighton at home, West Ham away. <laughs> Those sort of teams. Leeds at home, where they're, they're where point, they look at it and go, that's a big thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like for, for the Liverpool, Newcastle and, and, and Chelsea, they go, oh, a point ain't good enough. Where those other teams will say, oh, a point at the Emirates or a point yep. against Arsenal, we take that. Yep. So that's where I think that we stand. So it's it's very intriguing, like, but uh, you know, there's going to be twists and turns. And but I'm, I'm going to say it, I'm looking forward to it. Why yep. not? You know, so, what I mean, it's been a very long time since we've been involved <laughs> in something like this. No, it's exactly right. You, you've got to embrace it. You, you can't push it to a side and, and say yeah. we don't want it. So no, you, you, beggars can't be choosers. Is is the uh, is the saying, Lee? I think, and I think Arsenal fans like you and I have been, have been, we've been begging for this for, for a long, long time, and now, now we're in the situation, and and let's embrace it. The final thing I wanted to touch on, Lee, uh, just before we wrap up. Uh, now, Arsenal fan TV and and all these fan TVs and Lee judges TV as as a concept have just they have exploded throughout the last six to seven to eight years, and we've seen the growth of fan channels and, and the combination of traditional media and, and fan media as well. Now, you know, Arsenal Fan TV it has got its... It's probably got more lovers than than haters, but there are detractors of the channels too. And I've always been big on the fan base always sets the standard, Lee. And when a fan base is not happy with results, regardless of how they say it or how they bring it across, it does come from a place of, of love. And that's what I've always been adamant on. And people can say what they want. Oh, I've never been a big believer in, oh, it's toxic, the fan base is toxic and it's terrible. Like, I, for me, without Arsenal Fan TV and without these fan channels, I, I genuinely believe Arsenal would not be in the position it is challenging for the Premier League because what fan content has done in the last couple of years for Arsenal has actually held the feet to the fire of these executives to say, no, OK, our paying members are actually not happy with what's going on and we need to change it. Yeah, it's a great point. It's a great point. Listen, uh, there's a lot of fans out there, uh, whatever club you are, they look to blame everybody but the, but the team and the exactly. club. And, and, and I think that's where, where fan channels got a little bit of stick and all that. Now, the one, one great thing about it is uh, one of the arguments was about fan channels. They're only going to be, they're only successful when the team's losing. They're making money on, on, on what they're losing. Rubbish. You have a look at, you have a look at the rubbish. And it's been proved. It's been proved. You have a look at the the ratings at AFTV. They're still as very still as high as they were when um, when we when we when we we're, we're losing. The record attend record views was when Arsenal won the, the FA Cup against Chelsea, Tottenham. You know when you get great reviews. So it is all about that. What what it's done it, it's opened up things for fans. It's what what the, the greatest thing for me, Paul, and why I like why I got involved with it and whatever is that when I was going away from home against Man United or wherever it was, and you're coming home and you're hearing from Alan Shearer or you're hearing from Gary Neville, not criticising him or whatever, Mm -hmm. but they don't know what it feels like to lose a game of football or win a game of football. Then all of a sudden, when a fan channel comes out, you've got a fan that's gone to the game and you can relate to it. And I think that's the key. You can relate to what their Mm -hmm. pain, you can relate to their joy. And I think that's the one thing that it is. The great thing about about it now, especially with AFTV, is it's it's gone mad. It's gone like so big. You can, like myself and you now, we've become friends because of uh, the crazy. channel. It's and crazy. Things and all that. <laughs> it, 
it's crazy, like, you know, from over from Australia. I had, I had some guys from Australia um, over um, at the Emirates on Saturday. I think Sydney, I think they were Sydney. Yep. Um, and they turned around and said, Lee, you've got to come to Australia. You don't know how popular you are over there. Like, you know, it is, it is mad. We're so pleased to, to meet you and all that. Like, you know, and you think to yourself, like, Australia is miles and miles away. Like, the only time you relate to England and Australia is at cricket. You know what I mean? But that's how it is. <laughs> you know, and, and, it, and it's incredible, like, you know, that you've got that, that, that people are like that. You know, players, you get to meet ex-players and players, you know, there's a connection from it all now, like, you know, because do you know what? And I really mean this is, and I know this, that players appreciate the fans. Of course they, they do. do. Yeah. And, and fans appreciate players, you know, so if you can get it in there and listen, no one, um, no one likes being toxic. And I've never, in all the times that I've been doing this yeah, I've had the ump, I've criticised, you know what I mean? But I've never gone over the line and been personal and everything mm. like that. Mm. Players will accept criticism. If you don't think they've had a good game, they've been in the game long enough to understand that and they will take criticism. But if you can criticise but also praise, then that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's what it's all about. And what, what, the, the one thing about fan channels is and what you, what you can't, you can't ax and you can't hide away from is the passion. You know what I mean? Like, the royal, you know, when, like, when you've lost a game, you might not be rational, Paolo. You might not, you know what I mean? What are you talking about? I, I've, I've looked at some of my fan cams and go, oh, have I really said that? Because in the cool light of day, my emotions are completely different when that final whistle goes to a day later. And, and that's what makes it like, you know what I mean? Fans are very much uh, emotional um, and, and, and reactional as well. I think yeah. that's another thing. Fans are reactional to results and whatever. And that's what it is. And, like, you know, now now fans have got a, a, a say. Whether you like it or not, whether you're a Man United fan, Arsenal fan, you, 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 if you want to, you can have a say. Now, years ago, you could you could go on to a, a, a phone-in like, um, like you've got you guys yep. or, or, or TalkSport or Radio, hang on the phone for an hour and, and might be able to say something like, you know, and, and then... But didn't really want you on there or they did like, you know. But now... You know, you only have to go on to Sky now. The Sky are wanting um, fans to come on exactly on the channels and things like that. So it's just it is if it's done properly and it's done and, and you know certainly at times AFTV didn't probably go down the right right route, which uh, they've addressed uh, and made mistakes. Listen, everybody makes mistakes. Exactly. Correct. Um, in life, you know what I mean. Like uh, you're learning on the job. You know what I mean. Like uh, I take this with Mikel Arteta. He's learning on the job. When when Robbie first started AFTV, he didn't know what was going on. He's learning, <laughs> learning, learning, and, and and everybody makes mistakes. And it's how you make how what you do after you make those mistakes. Yeah. And and I think that you know AFTV, in my opinion, is completely changed now to a to a, a positive thing. That was before Arsenal winning. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. and, and it's been a fantastic. Listen, it's been a fantastic ride. When you think like, <laughs> the, the agony of the. It, Wenger era to what we've got now. If it could end up with winning the title, what a what a story! What yeah. a story! I completely agree, and and I think I'll I think I'll I'll just top off your point by saying that if if players and coaches are getting 
people who they do not even know to ask for them to do more and actually think that they can be better than what they are. I actually think that's the biggest, it's the biggest compliment and endearment I think you can have as an individual. And that's what a lot of the fans do. They, they ask for more for their players when they're not performing because they think they can do better. And, and, and what an endearment that is, I think. Oh, well, yeah, exactly that. And one of the one of the greatest things, that, from my point of view, and this is only personally, is that when you've got the the, the, the sporting director are asking for your views, asking what you think. <laughs> exactly. He's not going to actually turn around and, and use everything and that. But what he does uh, is he gauges what 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 the club needs. I mean, they're not just just myself. If they do it with other, but listen, ten years ago. That would not have happened, Paolo, when when a, a, an important member of an Arsenal thing would go, well, do you know what? What, what are the fans thinking? Yep. What are the fans want? What, 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 now, you know, because you know what? They didn't care, but they care about the fans now. I think that COVID and not having the fans in the stadium was a big thing as well. Huge. I don't have to say that. But then they realise that fans are important and they want to know what the fans are thinking. Now, what's the best way to, 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 to know what the fans are thinking? Go and bloody ask them, and that's what they're doing. Like you know, I mean, or they're listening and 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 they're listening to your shows and things like that. Because I tell you what, don't care what anybody says, people are influenced by the by the team. They're influenced by what people say on the radio, and they're influenced by what people say on the telly. Like you know, so if you can be in a, in a fan's perspective in a in a sensible way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good thing. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, Lee, it's uh, it's always a pleasure with you and never a chore. Uh, let us know where can we find all your work, mate. Let let the uh, let the public here in Australia know where uh, where we can find all your handiwork, mate. Give it all a plug. Uh, obviously on uh, AFTV, obviously Lee Judges TV, and like on Instagram and Twitter, Lee Mark Judges. Now I have to use Lee Mark Judges because. Somebody put a fake account of me uh, <laughs> uh, under Lee Judges. Oh, you're so, joking. Uh, so if you, if you, yeah. So, so before I, we go into this, so like, someone put that, so and I can never change it. So if you want to get me, it's Lee Mark Judges, not Lee Judges. Okay, like, so uh, there you go. Love it. Super stuff. Well, uh, you and I are going to be catching up for beers, I think, uh, when that uh, Premier League title uh, comes all the way to North London, uh, when I venture over there. So, uh I'm looking forward to that, and uh, you and I will chat uh, very, very soon. No worries. Look forward to it. Look forward to having a cold beer with you. I think so. Yeah, a cold beer, not a warm one, mate. Not a warm one. <laughs> no, they're always cold over here, mate. They're always cold over here. Don't worry, like, you know. Super stuff. <laughs> we'll take a break here on Overnights and be back with more after this.